New Black Nation, your political digest with a Black conservative twist. Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to another segment of New Black Nation podcast, your conservative and everything in between digest for everything political in the U.S. today and how it relates to Black people. I'm Brandon Wang. I'm Gregory Victorian. And we are so excited to have you in here for another episode. Um, today, we're going to kind of go a little bit around the world a little bit, and, and but center it around some specific points. I know we talk a lot about, you know, some different parties, and you'll notice by now that we, you know, kind of talk about the libertarian movement, and we try to talk about, like, independent movements or fringe kind of movements, um, you know, and, 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 and that's obviously because we really do care about um, a major tenant, and that's the tenant that Democrats most certainly, um, as well as Republicans, have really done absolutely nothing for the regular American person. Um, we've they've essentially just continued to get us into this nitpicky battles with each other, and have gotten us to really just hate each other. When in reality. Um, most Americans could care less about politics or the day-to-day politics and all of the crazy BS, you know, that nobody really cares about. You know, at the end of the day, Americans just want to, you know, live their lives, you know, take care of their families, put food on the table and, you know, just be able to have something to talk about and something to look back on in their lives, you know, that they're proud of. Um, and a lot of Americans don't get that chance, whether they be white, black, Asian, somewhere in between. Um, so my big question is, and, and it's obviously, as usual, a couple different questions kind of tied into one, but it, my big question is, is why are we still buying into this two-party system? Why are we still buying into this Democratic versus Republican, right versus left, um, you know, instead of you know, just embracing our Americanness and, and figuring out what are the commonalities and basic tenets uh, we can all get together on as just regular Americans outside of government and then work on making some solutions for that. And then couple with that, the second part to that question is, why are we so com- it's so hung up on presidential elections, you know, and who's the president? Um, because as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> Um, you know, we're really not getting much of a difference either way between, you know, all of the Republican governor presidents we've had or the Democratic presidents we've had. Um, but we have had big incremental changes based on the representatives or local representatives that we've had state by state, city by city. So why aren't we more in tune with that? And why don't we care more about that? Um, than silly presidential races that really mean nothing for our everyday lives. Um, so I'll pose that question to you, Greg, as I always do. I, I know that was a really loaded question as always, um, but it was extra loaded today because there was a lot in there. Um, but so talk to us about it. You know, Why do you think we're still buying into this two-party system and not just working on independent candidates? And why do we care so little about our local officials, even though they do the most for us? Well, we have to look at it um, in this sense, right? Uh, first of all, you have the uh, the money machine behind the presidential election, and their job is to convince people that to go out and vote for either a Republican president or a Democrat president um, have meaningless behind it when in fact it really don't. Uh, There's a reason why there's a lot of corporation and a lot of banks or a lot of big businesses or billionaires behind these um, ads that you see running in television for these people is because that's who they really represent. But you have the media that's pushing these uh, uh, um, uh, fake um, narrative that 
oh, if we don't vote for these people, you know, we could get this bill passed, we could get that bill passed, we could go in this direction versus that direction. And over the years, we learned that it's not true. None of it is true. They have not been true for a long time. So we have been brainwashed to believe that. And there have been a lot of effort. You know, if you think the other way, um, you know, they, they gang up on you. For example, you look at um, AOC, right? When she first went to Congress, uh, she came out saying that, you know, um, it was a group of her um, that got accepted. They had to have a meeting with them. And the meeting had to do with a bunch of um, big business owners, lobbyists that come and talk to them to tell them how Congress should be run and what bill they should support. Now, because she came out and spoke about it, Nancy Pelosi, all these people, they ganged up on them. Um, Ruby Goldberg, you know, called her out saying that you should shut your mouth and watch how the pro does it and learn from them. And I thought that was very interesting, you know, that she will come out and, and speak about what was really going on behind closed door instead of us embracing it and credit, uh, giving her credit uh, for coming forward with this information. Instead, they brush it under the rug and they attack her for it. So these are the kind of things that we have going on, and these are the kind of people that they have to defend their cause. Wow, and 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 that's really really interesting. There, I mean, and 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 I'm gonna play devil's advocate there as well, and kind of talk about the um, on the GOP side and the Republican side. Um, even though obviously, obviously I'm conservative, that doesn't mean that I fight for Republicans. I fight for President Trump um, because um, I like and appreciate President Trump. Um, but I really don't um, fight for Democrats or Republicans. Um, I think that both of the parties are like absolutely discombobulated. And I think they seriously need a revisit or need to be abolished in general. Um, if we really want to talk about abolishing anything, I know a lot of people are talking about abolish the police. We really need to abolish political parties um, because political parties is just basically as far as I, uh, as far as I'm concerned, and, and especially when there's only two parties is just a way for everyone to keep us all in this little box and to stop us from talking about the points that actually really matter. So for example, there's a wealth gap, you know, that is, that concerns every, everyday American, you know, we're not talking about that really because it's a fringe ideology, right? You know, and, and it's not, and this is not something that is just unique to the socialist experience. Yes, yeah, socialists are talking about it. Marxists are talking about it. But there are also people on the conservative side that understand and agree that there is a major wealth gap, that there is crony capitalism, and that capitalism needs to be changed. I think the only ideology that's different, the only thing that's different is that Marxists and socialists are saying, um, let's just abolish capitalism because capitalism doesn't work. And I don't agree with that because I feel capitalism does work, but I believe that crony capitalism the kind of capitalism that we have today does not work. Um, so we're saying essentially very similar things. You know, we are both experiencing this life of having a, a broader struggle, a struggle, excuse me. Um, and we all know that it's not the way it was in the 90s. And we know that we all know that there's a disconnect. Um, but we're not talking about this. You know, we're not coming together as American people and understanding that we can come together on this. And there is a lot of things that we have in common than we do separate. Um, but because of this two-party structure, um, it's all ideologically bouncing us into a box where we completely do everything but talk about what's most important. You know what I mean? And Republicans are like, 
you know, very guilty of this as well, because if you think about it, like, let's think about the discussions that's going on with Amazon right now. They had like all these talks with tech, big tech, and we've talked about this before in other episodes. You know, they've had these kind of Senate meetings as Republicans, and you would think a party that's supposed to be there for, um, you know, medium or small businesses and the business worker and they, you know, kind of like the standard quo of American businesses and things like that would really be pounding into Amazon and big tech giants and things like that, telling them that you guys need to break this up and you need to give some more opportunities to everyday American citizens so they can compete. You know, that's only fair. No one is asking for a handout, but certainly we're uh, we're all asking for a right to compete, you know, and we should be able to. And 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 the way our country was set up previously, we we did have the opportunity to compete, and it was genuine capitalism at its finest, and we were able to pros- prosper really well. But now we're not doing that, and the Republicans are complicit in that they're complicit in not getting jobs back you know they offshore jobs to china and all of these other places just as much as democrats did and no one is really talking about it and, and if people are talking about it it's only in smaller circles and certainly not on the mainstream because we have two parties that can control what is on the mainstream debate well let me hit on that right Mm-hmm. who, um, if we go back to history, right, um, um, during the Civil War, right, it was the Republican that was fighting for the Union and also um, to remove themselves from the Federal Reserve Bank and also to fight for Black freedom, right? At that time, a lot of offices was being run by Democrats. Why? And a lot of people don't understand this, right? The reason that the Democrats were so successful at, the, um, at those days is because they had a lot of money behind them. Um, they had big businesses behind them. They had all the rich people behind them. So they were able to dominate um, every government, mostly every government office um, on, on those days. So the Republicans now in our generation understand in order for them to stay in competition with the Democrats, they will have to have money behind them also. So this is how the, the Republicans lose their focus on focusing on the people. Now they are lobbying also for big businesses is because they understand if they don't have money behind them, they would not win anything. The Democrats will control everything. And that's how they lost control of what's really going on, uh, you know, um, where, where they had stayed originally. Amazon is not going nowhere. Amazon is the golden child for the Democratic establishment. Amazon had a goal. Republicans in many ways. Well, the, the Republicans now have to kick into it because now they realize that Amazon is not going nowhere. Before Amazon, it was um, um, IBS or um, MBM, whatever um, that tech company name was, that was doing yeah yeah contract for the government um doing um, um president barack obama time those contract everything just swapped from them it was given to amazon so now amazon is it is the golden child right now doing defense for the u.s and taking our information giving it to the police department and um fbi agent whatever data that amazon have is for the government without any question asked, right? Um, if you remember that product that they were selling, um, Bitsy, not no, not Bitsy, um, you know, that little thing that you put in your house, you could talk to the turn the, the music on, um, Echo, huh? Echo, I think so. That thing was collecting data in your house, yeah, Amazon Echo, yeah. They was collecting, the, even when you turn it off, it was still collecting data. Every conversation that you have in your house is collecting it for Amazon and for the government purpose. That is dangerous, right? So the Republicans have to stay in competition with the Democrats. And in order for them to do so, 
they have to get behind big money. It, um, it, it's disgusting, um, you know, that they have to do it, but that's the only way they will stay relevant is to do that, right? And as far as the police department you mentioned earlier, right, we call it to um, just then the police department. Let's remember in 1994, the president that monetized uh, uh, militarized the police department and give them um, so much money. I think they hire over 90,000 police um, to put in the um, urban areas, give them military gears um, in every police department. That bill was signed by Bill Clinton. So, and during Barack's presidency, he signed to um, add more police to the police force. So, it's funny all of the sudden that they're calling to disbalance the police department when they are the one that has been supporting of the police department and been giving them all the um, grant and all the support that they have needed it for them to do their job. Like you say, you know, um, we are lost. You know, we, we, we want to belong um, or we want to be accepted so bad we're not doing all researches. We're just going by popularity. We're not doing researches to see what's right or wrong for the community. We're just going with the celebrities, what the celebrities says or what the news media says. And nobody is taking the time out to think about what they're really doing and what decision they're really taking. Mm -hmm. and, that, and, and that's interesting because you put up a, a, an interesting point, especially when talking about um you know the the amazon or the republican party feeling the need to um play the game of the democrats and and start taking a percentage of that big business as well so that way they can remain relevant but here's the thing those people are trying to remain relevant and trying to get the eye of the of, of the social media giant Right. Because those those social media giants are the ones that are most influencing the common American person. They're influencing them every day, subliminally and, and consciously. Right. So it's like, why have we gotten ourselves to a point where we can just simply rely on these big tech companies to just rule our entire lives? You know, these politicians are fighting for the endorsement of tech companies who are then getting the endorsement and the encouragement to us as the American people to go and cast a vote. So there's a serious, serious problem there because, and, and that means that we need to do more to educate the American population and American people to understand that you know, we are the people, we are the sovereign of this country. And all, all of those instances or all of those groups, politicians and big business are fighting for our buy-in and we're giving them our buy-in and we're allowing them to manipulate us and at the same time, need us at the same time, you know, and, and, and it's just, it's just crazy. It's like a catch 22 and an oxymoron because the solution to that problem would be stop relying on these big tech companies and stop relying on these politicians who only care about votes. And let's build a grassroots movement of Americans that care about their own personal uh, productivity and success, you know? Well, in today's generation, any group that does that, they label you as a Russian access. <laughs> <laughs> we we have to realize one thing, right? Um, Amazon right now for the government, especially if they're doing defense contract for the government, for the U.S. government, um, Amazon could basically get away with anything and everything. Amazon is collecting data for the FBI and the CIA and the U.S. government. That's 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 their main job, um, and people we so blind, you know, with technology, or we so want the next um, great things 
we're not really sitting back to think about the consequences of what we're doing because everyone wants to sit home and buy a car instead of going out to look at the car and know what you're buying. People want to do grocery shopping online versus going to the store to actually see what you buy. So, you know, it's a beautiful picture that they put for us, but in reality, it's not really going to work because let's face it, it's, the system is going to break apart because if you anything that you order from Amazon come from China and other places, you look at the quality of the thing. It's not good quality that you're getting. These things are built and designed to break within a few weeks. Then you're going to have to keep buying. So therefore, you look at this politician, um, you know, um, and everyone, why, you know, they're supporting it. Well, the tech company is writing the rules for us right now, and they're writing the rules for Congress. The tech company is the future that they believe in right now is to come. So a lot, a lot of people that are supporting it right now, I guarantee you 10 years from now, 20 years from now, when it starts affecting their home or when it starts to, um, to affect their jobs, that their job is no longer relevant, um, you know, um, to go pick up the garbage, a garbage um, truck is no longer relevant, a taxi driver is no longer relevant, a truck driver is no longer relevant, then they're going to stop paying attention. But by then, it will be too late for them because they have already given all the power over to their government official and the tech company. What's coming, it will affect a lot of them, and they don't even realize it yet. Hmm. And and it's just crazy because I know we keep saying this also too, Greg. We, and it's just like, you know, it we you know th they're gonna take everything away, and then before they know it, it's gonna be too late. But it's like, how do we stop it before it becomes too late? Like, I don't want to hear anymore about before it's too late. I want to stop it before it come becomes too late. And we have to figure out how we are going to wake Americans up and help them understand that this is a very serious problem that all of us can relate to on a, on a very basic level. Well, one of the things that our community doesn't do, they do not attend um, um, the programs that the government have when they have um, things that they want to discuss. Um, I forgot how to call these things. Um, Every now and then, town halls, town halls yes. Mm -hmm. We need to start getting involved in those town halls to see what they are discussing and what's, you know, um, coming. A lot of times they claim that they send out mail, especially here in New Jersey. A lot of times they will claim that, oh, we send out the mail, we didn't hear from you guys, so we just cast a vote. It's bullshit. It's a lie. Because all they have to do is prove that they mailed something out. There's no proof of what they mailed out. They just have to show that, oh, we have this address, so we mail something to this address. They don't care if you receive it or not, because it happened to me here. Um, there was something very important that they wanted to do in our neighborhood, and they know that the people in the neighborhood was going to stand against it. So they cast a vote, and then when people are saying, hey, we never received anything, or they claim that, oh, we did send it out. Here's the proof that it went to you. So they are playing these games if they want to pass their, their bills or they want to pass their law without you. They will do it behind you and claiming that they send you um, those ballots. So what we have to do, we have to get involved in those town halls. We need to be part of those town halls. And we need to question and challenge them in these town halls and anything that they're saying that we do not agree with or we do not feel like it's going to benefit our neighborhood. And this is how they've been getting away with a lot in the local level is because we are not involved in those town halls. We do not take the time to participate in them and to go and ask questions about what's really going on. So this is one thing. The other thing, um, you know, me and you discuss a lot, you know, we have to come together as a people. You know, I don't care if you're white, black, 
If you poor, you suffering like us, you part of us. Join us. Come together. Let's discuss what the next step should be and how can we come and put our vote together instead of giving our vote to a bunch of crooks that's doing nothing for us every time. So you look at the Jewish community, you look at the Irish community, you look at all those different communities, their vote is together. Their vote is one. So, you know, we have to learn how to come together uh, and sit together and discuss the things that are affecting our neighborhood or the things that are affecting our job, our families, um, and then discuss it and then go together if we have to stand in front of City Hall, if we have to protest in front of City Hall, if we have to pull it out there in social media so people could know what's going on, that's what we have to do to change the subject. Hmm. I see where you're coming from, but I feel like, you, and, 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 and work with me for a minute here, um, everyone I hear, every single person saying that, that same thing. That we need to get more involved. Um, we need to be more involved in town halls. We need to have more unity and things like that. You know, and, and and I've I've been saying it as well. I think all of my life this has been the standard quo. Um, but generally, what happens after we say that is that nothing actually happens. But I would argue and say that that's not what we need to be doing to make change. What I am saying is, is that because I was always when I tell you when I when I tell you I am the number one, I was always the number one ad advocate for saying, you know what, why don't you get a little bit more involved in your with your local senator or your local town meeting or your mayor or work in, you know, get on the chamber, uh, chamber of commerce board. But that's actually not the key. I'm finding, and, and, and again, I'm saying work with me here and, and, and go with me along this process. Because when you sit down and think about it, really, really think about it, what actually gives people power, right? You know, what gives people power? Yes, you can have influence. Yes, influence does bring, uh, it can, can provide power to people. What's another thing that can give power to people? Voting, right? And 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 I think people the, the problem that we have is that we are consistently trying to work within the system, but this system is not um is not a, a good environment for us. You know, in the current way, or the people who are who have infested the system, is not is just eating it from the inside out. So, really, the only way that we're going to make some substantial change is to first rally together as American people. I do still agree with that. We need to rally together and have a grassroots movement going, but. What that grassroots movement needs to do is not stand outside of City Hall with picket fences and all of these things that we generally tend to do to try to be subservient to the system. What that grassroots movement needs to do is to get quality people from within their own ranks elected to take on these roles and make the changes from within. And I think that's the thing that we do not focus on enough because if, and it's and really in essence is so simple, right? Um, in one sense, because essentially I'm saying, okay, why are we protesting about this? Let's just get the people in the office that we need to do the job because we're the ones who are voting. At the end of the at the ending of the day, the big businesses are just influencing our brains and our minds so that that way we can vote and support people who support them. But let's stop doing that. Let's sit back from a, for a moment. Let's break away from all of these organizations that we're working with right now. And, you know, that's, again, contributing to that same system, you know, and let's focus on actual American problems and actual American camaraderie and brotherhood 
and let's get together and really source out candidates that we're going to, that people are going to come and vote for in the thousands to get them to be in office and make the changes they want to see. Do you you see where I'm coming from with that? I agree with you 100%. Um, Earlier when we were talking, remember I told you, that's what's going on right now with the uh, progressive um, um, Democrats. A lot of the um, dinosaurs, I should say, they're losing their seats to younger um, millennials, um, candidates. Right, and you brought that up, and that's what I would, you know, what also made me think back about that again, too. Yeah, exactly. You know, they're starting to do it on their end, but conservatives are really not there. We've, We've sort of done it by sort of getting Donald Trump in, but you know, because he's that out of the box kind of candidate. But what I'm talking about is we need to get local people like there should not it, it, we, I should not be seeing. And I was just having this conversation with someone um, because I, you know, I do political calls or calls for my political organization, Convention of States. So um, I was I had a really good talk with someone that I was reaching out to and trying to recruit to the organization. And I, you know, and I said to her, I said, our elected officials should not be coming from Ivy League schools. They should not be coming from high-end degrees or, or, or really should not even need to have a degree at all. Yes, they have plenty of people there that can help them make educated decisions. They have policymakers and things like that that can help with certain degrees to give you the ramifications and let you know what's going on. An elected official should be a common person, a man's man or a woman's woman that really understands the constituency they represent. And it should not be some polished, you know, system, system um, pandering kind of person that's just going to go into the status quo and follow with the Joneses or try to be the most smart, the smartest person in the room, you know. It needs to be a regular, everyday American person. That's who needs to be voted in. And we need to do something on a major scale to help Americans realize that this is what we need to have in office. And I agree with you 100% on that, right? Mm -hmm. If you really look at it, the level of poisoning and how ignorant that we are as a people is, you know, it is mind blowing, right? Imagine you go to uh, your whole life, you go to public high school, right? You will think that you will elect someone that goes in the same school as you or that live in the same neighborhood as you. That would make sense. But instead, we are selecting people that went to Yale, university, all these things, people that has, um, that was already trained and poisoned to be working for the big banks or the millionaires, these are the people that we are electing. And again, it goes back to why are we doing that? Because we are broken people. Um, something is broken in our mind. We don't know what we're really doing. Uh, we're just doing what they tell us to do. And we think we're in control, but we're really not in control of anything. Um, you know, Whatever the the movement make popular, that's what they go with. Planned Parenthood is popular because that's what is popular for the movement. So regardless if someone see that what they're doing is wrong, they agree with it because that's what the establishment agree with. I agree with you 100%. Why are we selecting all these people, you know, that we don't even know? Um, and then, you know, we're complaining, oh, we're not getting this, we're not getting that. Well, there's a reason why we're not getting this, we're not getting that. We didn't select people to give us this and that. We select people to control and government us. Yeah, we're selecting the people that control us. And it's just because people have become so aloof and so disengaged you know, from everyday life and the necessities of their everyday life, that this has uh, uh, that's, this has been allowed to happen. 
you know, people are so focused on everything that's going wrong in their companies and how their deadbeat companies are, are, are reaming them and robbing them of everything they have and all of their dignity. But yet they're not realizing that they're the ones who are supporting those companies and allowing those companies to exist in the first place. And the same applies to the government officials that are apparently there to represent us and our values. And just to shed some light, just for our listeners here, people don't really think about it, but I really want people to sit there and think about all of the things, even if it's not all of the things, because we won't be able to get it all on this one segment of a podcast episode. But I just want people to start thinking about some of the things that their local representatives do for them. I want people to start thinking about what the uh, chief of police does, what the mayor does, what the county executive does, what the state legislator does, what your governor does, you know, and there are so many different things that happen there. The majority of what happens in our life happens from our local representatives. We want our roads to be repaired. That's local. We want our schools to be good. That's local. We want um, health care and quality health care and access to it and enough hospitals. That's local. You know, we want to have, you know, companies treat us with some dignity and respect. That's local. We want our companies to give us a fair wage. That's local. You know, all of these things are local. We want police to not be um, uh, we want to try to eradicate police brutality for the instances in where, which it does happen. That's local. All of that is local. The majority, the vast majority of everything we go through on a regular basis in our life is local. <laughs> and none of us care a shit and dime about it. <laughs> which is the most ironic thing, don't you think? Well... <laughs> It's like you give them a, uh, they give them a rope to hang themselves, and they just hang it themselves. You know, right. you, <laughs> you walk down the street, you see a bunch of people hanging themselves and hope and and rope, and you wondering why? It's because they're clueless. They don't know, you know, if the control is in their hand. They don't know how powerful they are in the local level. They're worrying about voting for uh, uh, um, presidential. The presidential candidate is not going to do nothing for you. They do not represent you. The local governors represent us. The local governors is who we need to put pressure on. These, think about it. When these people are running for office, do you ever hear a lot of, like, go out and vote, like a lot of commercial about them? No, because they don't want you to go out and vote for the local um, seats. Yeah, because they know that they're the ones who actually do most of the work exactly. and most of the deals for big business. Exactly. So what they want you to go vote for is to give them the seat in the House, the seat in the Senate, and presidential. Those are the three important votes for them. The local level, they, that's, the, that's the one that they, sh they should be advertising the most because that's the one that really have an effect in our life. And that's the one that we need to focus on is that. And it's so funny, like, I don't think most people know that they have that control. And they're losing out and they handed it over to these people and they're not even fighting for it. And to be fair, I don't even think they know, you know, it's there for them to fight for. Yeah, because you know why? Because the system is perfect in this way. And this is how they get you. And it's like making me change my mind about the, just like having this conversation right now is like formulating my mind as I speak, you know, and that's why I really enjoy our conversations because it really makes me think, you know, a little bit more, you know, about some of these things that are really like just fucked up in our world. And it's like, but when you think about it, it's so unique and their system is so sophisticated. Yeah. It's so sophisticated because now think about it. Now, even if, let's say now, even if you didn't get involved in government, 
right? And you didn't get it that way because that's one way they get you. They get you because you want to have, you've just, you know, gone to college or university. You want to start paying your student loans back. And, you know, you want to get that job in government because you study politics and you want to get into it. Same thing happens with doctors, right? You, you study all these years in school. They tell you a specific system and a specific way that you should be doing something. And then you go about your entire life continuing to play into the system, continuing to play into that set up established system that is coming from big business down, right? And you just stay there and you never leave. So now let's say there's people who don't get into politics, right? Well, if you don't get into politics, then you'll get into, okay, activism, right? So they tell the people of Black Lives Matter or, you know, the people in, you know, a, any right wing organization you can think of or whatever, that this, these are the things that we need to be fighting for. We need to be fighting for these things. And how do they tell them that they have to fight for these things? They tell them that they have to fight for these things by protesting or more specifically by doing constant calls, right? Calling all of these people so you can get to, to recruit these people to join this organization. So what it ends up being is that the majority of what you do is either you're doing some kind of random protest to make you feel like you're doing something or you're calling people to recruit them to join that organization. But you've done nothing at that point for the actual problem itself. And that is getting the right people in office to enact the policies you wanna see. We would have no need to protest. We protest with a vote. You see what I'm saying? If you want somebody to be, you know, that, you know, if you want something to change, you elect the person that's going to make the change happen because they, once they are in that office, have an obligation to make those changes happen. And it won't happen by us constantly electing Yale or Harvard graduates. It will happen when we, we elect someone from our own ranks to take on that position and get them into power to enact that change. You know, it's funny. I was having a conversation with a woman this week, right? Um, she was asking me, oh, you know, um, you know, the election is very important, this, this, and that. And you know me, I, I listen to people and I hit them hard, uh, very hard. And I hit them to make sure that they fall in the ground. Uh, and I send them home to go think about what they just tell me with my answers, right? So she was like, you know, Donald Trump is a horrible person. His racism, his this, his that. I say, okay, I hear you. I say then, how many bills that he have passed in the past that give you the right to say this? Oh, no, but everything that he's been saying and everything that people have been saying that he represents, I say, whose people? What people? I say, are you going to condemn someone based on what people say? Or are you, you going to do your research to make sure that you're condemning the person for the right reason? I say, I don't have any problem if you come with proof and evidence to me, any candidate or any president candidate is doing things wrong prove it to me, then I will support it. But do not come to me with he say, she say nonsense as if I'm a fool that I'm not going to go and do my own research and I'm just going to go by what you tell me just because, you know, um, it's for the um, statics crew. And, you know, and, and um, I laid it down to her. You know, I told her that, okay, these are the bills that um, Joe Biden had put in the past versus Donald Trump. Her jaw dropped. And, it, you know, it amazed me. I said, well, how is it that you out here fighting for Joe Biden? You're supposed to represent the Democratic. You're trying to recruit people for them. And then you shock when you find out that the candidate that you're fighting for was involved with this, this, and that. So it's like it's a rollback. They put people just because they, they, they look educated or just because they come from certain high school or certain college or because they have certain degrees, they don't necessarily have to know anything. It's just the credential only says they're supposed to be at that level, right? So, and I had this, I, I stood there and had the conversation with her. And in the end, 
you know, she just walked away from me. And it's just to show you, it's not about right or wrong in most people's eyes, it's about their agenda. And if you don't agree with the agenda that they have, automatically you are a problem for them. So black people, brown people, Hispanic people in our community, in our hood, you know, uh, need to wake up. We need to get back to our grass good. We need to educate our children and we need to turn off the damn television inside of our house. Yeah. Because if you're not doing the work, somebody's doing it for you. And you cannot train your child to inherit the welfare system that you in. Then you didn't do your work. They're supposed to be the future of this country. My child is supposed to be the next uh, um, mayor or the next governor. That's what I'm supposed to aim for with my children. I'm not supposed to aim for them to be stuck in a government system to collect welfare checks or whatever uh, it may be. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not fighting for them to work in a factory. I'm not fighting for them to work for Amazon. I'm fighting for them to be that Amazon. I'm fighting for them to be that tech company. I'm fighting for them to be that doctor, that lawyer. We supposed to fight for our children to have that kind of a future. And I don't think we're doing it. And that's why everything is the way it is. Because our children grew up, you know, thinking that I'm gonna catch a lucky break with Hollywood. And when that don't happen, they get depressed. Oh, I'm gonna be a basketball player. If that don't happen, they get depressed. Or a football player. There's more than life than football and basketball and to be an entertainer for other people. We need to aim for those things. Yeah, I 100% agree. And a lot of that happens by door to door and that happens by, you know, taking one person at a time and, and converting their thoughts and bringing more people on and word of mouth, you know, and you brought up a very good point. You know, we need to get back to the grassroots. And, and, and it's interesting as well, because I'm, you know, I can't help but as I'm talking about this, think about Jesus. And I can't help but think about, you know, how Jesus spread the word of God and how he went across and traveled by foot, leaving everything he had and going with his followers and getting for more and more followers as, as the journey went on and speaking. And, and, you know, he didn't use the system, you know, that people, that people had established in place. He, he went to some of these places. He went to talk with the Pharisees and all of these other things, you know, and he talked in the Jewish temples and synagogues and things of that nature. But by all means, he had his own set organization. He didn't have a nonprofit. You know what I mean? He, he like he didn't establish this thing where people are just constantly talking with people and, and pushing this thing. He went around talking to people house by house, town by town and and making something as huge as we see today. You know, and I feel that this is quite literally an example for how we move forward with any organization. And it's almost making me feel now that any organization right now is really kind of garbage. You well, know, we need to just focus on being, you know, getting in contact with human beings. Well, because remember before this whole, ha this whole thing happened, what our plan was, right? It was exactly that, what you just said, right? Mm -hmm. And to add to it, right, even after Jesus Christ died, he left the disciples that continue the work, right? So you look at, our, um, you know, Dr. Kim, Malcolm X, all these people. After they died, guess what? The movement died with them. Nobody picked up to continue that movement because everybody went in their own direction because originally everybody wanted to do their, what they wanted to do anyways. But 
in Jesus Christ, all the disciples, Paul, Peter, all of them, they continue that work, you know, um, from the door to door, the preaching, all these things. So, you know, the, that's the grassroots, you know, because they understood, you know, they're not going to go through government to convince people to do anything because they understood these things are controlled by money. There's a reason why he said, give to Caesar what is Caesar's and give to me what is mine. You know, mm -hmm. uh, he know these people are corrupted. He know these people are, 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 are being controlled. He know these people are not to be reasoned with because they are controlled by money. And you're looking at it today, you know, that's exactly what's going on. You know, they're not going to make any move without the big bank telling them to do it. They're not going to do anything without Wall Street approval. So you don't focus on them. You're not going to beat them. And they've been there for years. Yeah, they're not going to do anything substantial for you because at the end of the day, you know, these people say, oh, well, I'm not invested with Wall Street. No, they have some type of investment in it. You know, they enjoy the system. They, they benefit from the system, the people at the top. And these are the people you have to get involved with and understand better in any organization. Who are the people at the top? And if yeah. the people at the top of your organization have some stake in, in continuing on this kind of, you know, partisan play or, you know, they have a certain amount of funding and things that they have, they hold dearly to, then then you should be concerned about it. It doesn't matter if they support, you know, George Soros or something that can be a, a factor. I'm not saying it's not. But at the end of the day, if these people are invested into the system, you know, and, and it's, um, I hate to say this, but a lot of these very college educated, university educated people, um, you know, um, are kind of guilty of that. Right. Because, you know, they feel that the system is the only way, you know, that's their status quo. And you brought up such an amazing point, And I'm glad you said that about how you're saying Jesus understood that, you know, he understood that you were not going to reason with these people. You're not going to reason with people who are brainwashed by the system and understand that the, the system is everything for them. You know, you're not going to speak to those people. Those people are not going to change and they're going to just do things in the same way that they've been taught to do them. But yeah. the requirement for us in an actual grassroots movement, a literal, because so many people are using grassroots movements these days, you know, but a true literal grassroots movement is one that is not connected to any of these kind of things. And, you know, it's just based on a shared love for, for each other and wanting to see the success, collectivist success of each other. Then you yeah. have the grassroots movement. Yeah, and and, and one, one other thing too, right? And um, I think we we, we I, I, I mentioned that in the last um, episode that we have, right? Uh, John F. Kennedy, um, one of the reasons that he died, and Abraham Lincoln, right? Abraham Lincoln. A lot of people say, oh, he was trying to save the union, um, not the black people. They're full of crap. He was trying to save both. And one of the things that most people don't realize, if if he was successful at it, we would have been better off. To, I don't think there would be poor people in this country if he was successful at what he was trying to do. A lot of people don't understand that Abraham Lincoln was trying to stop the U.S. government from borrowing money from the Federal Reserve um, Bank and to pay it back with interest because he said, we are the government. We should not be borrowing money to pay with high interest. We should be printing our own money to remove uh, um, future um, 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 homeless and slavery in, uh, in our mix. And he even went as far to start printing government um, um, our money and two weeks later, his brain was on, 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 on the floor somewhere. Yeah, right on that balcony. Well, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, John F. Kennedy talked about closing the Federal Reserve Bank and closing down the FBI of the CIA. And boom, he was gone. Like, you need to understand. People need to understand. 
the money that control and govern this country huh, look what's happening we there's poor community because of the government borrowing money that we don't have to pay for things that we need right now and who's gonna cover those costs think about it we put in debt and our children to come and they're not even here yet we're leaving them in debt yeah that's sad you know so we already have a broken society because the minute that they are born into this um, system they're in debt they're already broken they're already stressed because there's no money for the family really yeah, and soon there will be no jobs because they will all be automated away. Exactly. So what's going to happen to the next generation? It's going to be hard to see, and it's going to be hard. It's hard for me to imagine now. Imagine living through it and stuff. You know, it's, it's going to be horrible for a whole lot of people. And things supposed to get better. It's not going to get better. It's only going to get worse if we do not wake up and do what's right. And the right thing to do is go to door to door and reestablish and put our people and government that's gonna do the will of the people, not the will of the big banks. Yeah. And and that's a, a wonderful way to um end a segment. Um, because we're on the on the hour. And it's, it, it, this is such an important conversation. And it, it was like, you know, and, and I really loved this, that, you know, we really didn't have a true plan. We had an outline, but we kind of went with this outline because I really loved the way that, you know, my thought process was able to develop as I'm going through this. And I'm just like, you know, this is very serious. This is like very profound for me because you know, it's really made me look very um, uh, skeptically at all of the the organizations that I work with, and and kind of see all of the things that I'm involved with and what I'm doing, and 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 what really helps, and what really could what what really could help. Um, and it's 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 mind boggling for me, and I I really enjoyed this conversation as I'm sure you did. Yes. Um, and one thing we need to let our viewer know, you know, we don't plan our discussion. You know, we discuss our discussion the way you hear it. That's the way we come about it. So we are unique with our um, thoughts and our, uh, our message. Uh, we're not writing it from anywhere. We're not taking it from anywhere. We know what we do. We don't have a Harvard or Yale scriptwriter checking all of our grammar and our, uh, you know, <laughs> all of our, our speeches. But that's that's reality, you know, and that's the kind of world that we want to live in. And, and we need them to know that, that you know, our pen is their pen, their pen is our pen. We need them to know that, you know, these are normal people that comes together to do this and to put this information out there for them. And once we begin to go out there to knock on your door, new black nation, please open the door and have the conversation with us. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And you know, I love it. And I really appreciate this conversation and I uh, can't wait for the next conversation and how we, uh, follow up on this because this is a very strong topic today uh, i feel like we've uh, found the, the key to life almost in this, in, in this conversation today because it's really just you know I'm, I'm i'm being more like relaxed about it but in, in actuality this was a really big <laughs> this is a really big impact on me this conversation today <laughs> and i'm really going to be assessing like my life after this conversation and we sign off <laughs> You know, it, it, it makes you think. Yeah. It makes you think. Uh, it makes you, uh, you know, be, go somewhere in a quiet room to process your mind and see, you know, what you're doing in the present moment and what is it that you really need to be doing or focusing on and stuff like that. And I think, you know, uh, people 
with common sense, regardless if we agree or not, we could come to a common ground and we could have respect and love for one another, regardless if we agree on certain issues or not. And people need to know we don't have to be each other's enemies. Just because you're a Republican, I'm a Democrat, or you're independent, that doesn't mean we can't come together and have a conversation and talk together. What is this? We're not in war with each other. Yeah. So people need to know, regardless of what it is, we need to be able to come together, sit down, have conversation, you know, let's discuss these issues. Let's see what could work for the communities, for the poor communities and stuff. Let's try to lift people off the ground, you know. And that's not what's going on right now. Right. Oh, 100%. And, you know, I agree 100%. And I really hope that our audience listening agrees 100% as well. Um, but again, yeah, I really enjoyed this conversation and, and hope everyone else did just as much as we have. Um, I'd like to thank all of you for tuning in to another episode of New Black Nation um, with Greg Victorin and Brandon Wang. Um, you can, as always, reach us out, uh, reach out to us on social media. We love to hear from you. Um, at our our names, uh, Brandon Wang and uh, Gregory Victorin. Um, and you can also email us at um, gvictorin at mbnusa.com or bwang at mbnusa.com. Uh, we look forward to chatting with you all again. And thank you for listening. Have a good one. Bye-bye now.